You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of HR Mavericks. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I have a special guest with me. I have Stephen Fortuna, who's a community organizer at Eddy on my team at Eddy. Stephen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, this is the first time I put on a collared shirt to go to work, so I think we should take advantage of it. Yeah, I almost didn't recognize you. You clean up nice. Yes, it's awesome. Now, uh, it's great to have you on the show today. And so for those of you listening and wondering, why do I have someone who's on our marketing team at Eddie on the show today? We have kind of a special announcement around this community that we're launching. And Steven's really been the one who's been driving that effort. And so I wanted to bring him in just to share a little bit more context about that. But before we jump into that, Stephen, we always like to have our guests share a little bit more about themselves and their background. So tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, definitely. So I kind of completed my education at BYU and kind of a Russian public relation business mix of classes and um, moved into working at Qualtrics uh, is, is where I most recently left before coming to Eddie and there spent some time there uh, in marketing and um, with an emphasis as well on their employee experience line. So that's kind of where I started to get my exposure to um, this sort of new world of HR that's, that's coming and um, just kind of the world of HR in general. Um, and so, you know, I've been at Eddie for, man, probably like six months now. And really the bulk of my work here so far has been kind of mobilizing a community around this HR encyclopedia that we've been building. Uh, we have about 200 or so people have signed up to contribute to this HR encyclopedia. Basically, it's just this huge collection, uh, body of HR knowledge uh, that people can access for free um, to just tune up, you know, different aspects of their HR uh, systems and programs, initiatives, or find new ideas and new things to do. Uh, it's been a great experience so far. We've had a lot of really just stellar people contributing. Uh, it's been an honor to work with them. So that's kind of it's kind of my background of what we've been doing so far. I love it. That's awesome. It's great context. And, you know, I have loved seeing the progress with this HR encyclopedia. Uh, I mean, we have, I think you said this morning, right, two, over 200 articles now written by real HR professionals out there on every topic under the sun, right, related to HR. So especially for those small business HR people who need something to turn to, to really help them understand how to navigate these topics. Because often, you know, in small businesses, the HR person is the solo HR person wearing all of the hats and they might not have expertise across, you know, recruiting and training and employee experience and everything else. So I think it's a great resource and I'll put in a plug too, because Steven is modest. Um, he is a rising encyclopedia himself when it comes to HR knowledge from working with all of these experts. But, you know, even a couple months ago when we were launching this HR encyclopedia, he was checking out stacks of HR manuals and books from the library and kind of going through them. And so he has a lot to offer when it comes to HR knowledge here today as well. So I'm excited to have you on the show. And again, like I said, uh, 
we're evolving this HR encyclopedia a little bit that we're doing at Eddie. It's been great. We've had such a great reception that we're kind of parlaying that into a community and combining it under this umbrella of HR Mavericks along with our podcast. So we want to talk about that a little bit more. Um, But before we do, we really want to set the stage today of why are we doing this? Why are we creating this content and what's happening in the world of HR of where this is, is needed? Does that sound all right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, so I want to pick your brain a little bit on some of these topics to kind of set the stage. So really, you know, the first question I have for you is, you know, what's one of the biggest changes that you have seen in the world of HR, especially as you work so closely with so many of these HR practitioners in small businesses on this HR encyclopedia project you've worked on the last few months? What's one of those changes? Yeah. Um, well, sadly, I think the the old way of doing HR is encapsulated in the name HR itself, right? So mm-hmm. human resources. Um, and, and there's a lot of talk in the community around rebranding that, whether that's like people operations or some other sort of new discipline that we kind of label it. But uh, treating humans as resources is kind of like the way businesses have run in the past. So it's all, and and once you start treating someone as a resource, it's all about, you know, what are the carrots and the sticks I can use that will get the most out output of these um, out of our employees. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it it deals, it it, it puts HR more on the side of the company than it does on the side of the employee um, has them more dealing with laws and regulations like human feelings and empathy and all these other things. So, uh, the, the shift that we're kind of seeing right now is into employee experience, which is again, like human resources, it's output. Let's get output employee experiences. What can we input, right? Like what, what can we give to these employees to maximize, uh, their lives, honestly. And, yeah. and there's an assumption and it's backed up with data that, doing the right things for your employees happens to create the best outcomes for your company. So that's a huge, that's probably the biggest shift we're seeing right now. Yeah. Interesting. So employee experience. In fact, um, I have a quote here from Josh Burson, who's an HR industry expert who most people know, right. Um, from this is in 2019. So a couple of years ago, he said that improving the employee experience similar to the customer or candidate experience is the next transformation in human resources and will absolutely disrupt the HR market. So it's interesting that like, I I think that you're absolutely right that HR is kind of becoming employee experience. But before we get too deep on that topic, I want to really make sure that we're all on the same page. So like when we talk about employee experience, what does that really mean? Because it could sound, you know, like so many things could fall under that bucket. So how do you think about employee experience? Yeah. Oh, it's true. Uh, Basically everything falls under it that an employee experiences within the company. So it can be a little bit confusing for it, but, um, and I think the term is even a little bit limiting because employee experience starts before you become an employee Hmm. and it continues after you leave the company. Um, so basically it's like, how do you experience an employer all the way from, you know, when you first know about them through when you leave and that includes was your onboarding great? Uh, did you meet your manager really quickly? And, you know, were they caring about you? How did you feel when you were in the company? Were they providing you opportunities to develop? Were you feeling engaged and productive and a part of something bigger? Um, and, you know, when you're leaving the company, you know, uh, 
do they sever ties with you or kind of, you know, do they, do they celebrate the work that you did and are with you as you leave or does it look different? And so employee experience can mean different things to different people because people value different things. Um, so it takes a lot of listening on the part of the, the organization to, to think through, okay, how do I make this the best experience possible for this particular individual? And that's one of the tricky parts. Um, but to give like a concrete example, like <clears throat> if Amazon reached out to me right now uh, with a job offer. Um, uh, ho- hopefully you'd say no, to- right? I would, I would say no. I would talk to you. <laughs> I would shame them. I'd be so, how dare they? Um, but uh, I, I immediately have thoughts in my head about Amazon as an employer. And so my experience with them has already started. I know that while as a customer, you know, two-day delivery is great. As an employer, they burn out their employees. Turnover is really high. Um, there's sort of a perception that they, you know, are not always treating their employees the best. Um, and then on the flip side, Qualtrics is a company I just left. Uh, and I root for Qualtrics right now, even though I'm not an employee, because uh-huh. the experience that I had in the company was really fulfilling for me and helped me a lot in my life and my career. Um, so those are some concrete examples. Of, of Yeah, I like I like the examples that you shared there. So like, you know, a, something we often talk about in the world of HR is the employee journey. Right. And so what's the journey from through the eyes of the employee or potential employee or former employee? What is their path of interactions with your company? So, again, it starts with as a candidate or even before that, their perception of you as a company, kind of your employee brand. And then as they uh, go through that, you know, recruiting, hiring, onboarding process, then as they interact how they're managed, what the culture's like, how they're compensated, how they're trained, how they're communicated with, all the way to offboarding, whether it's them departing on their own, kind of like you did with Qualtrics and what that offboarding experience looks like or them having to be let go and what that experience is like. So really employee experience does encompass so much Um, but really that's what HR should be focused on. Right. And one of the things I like about the change from HR to employee experience is kind of like you said, human resources is really looking through the eyes of the company, which makes sense. But, uh, employee experience is, is a lot of the same stuff, but looking through the eyes of the employee. And when you can look through the eyes of the employee and think about it in that mindset, then you can actually, tailor better experiences through all of those steps of the employee journey for your employees and the people who work with you. Right. Totally. Yep. So uh, I want to get back to one of the things you talked about a little bit earlier, which was why is it important for businesses to really focus on employee experience? I'd say, especially, you know, smaller local businesses, it feels like kind of, you know, a nice fluffy thing that large companies with big budgets and big HR teams can and should focus on. But, you know, when, when these small businesses are trying to stay alive um, and they're focused on revenue and sales, and they might have a single HR person, why is employee experience important for them to prioritize as well, in your opinion? Yeah. Yeah. You hit on it. Exactly. It's just, it's such a time crunch for small businesses and they're really focused on the money. And so, uh, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to go back to focus on employees and realize that it's connected to money, but the data is all there. I mean, I'll throw some numbers at you. Um, this one was really interesting for me. Uh, companies that focus on employee experience see two times 
their revenue on average and four times the profit. So the revenue they're receiving is more profitable. Um, employee turnover is immensely expensive. It's hard to find somebody new. It's hard to like, it's just a, it's just a whole thing, right? Um, when you have businesses that focus on employee experience, see a 40% decrease in turnover, hmm. um, productivity, right? You want, you want your employees that are there to, you know, as few as they are to count, right. And like to be able to, uh, produce the best results. There's a 21% increase in productivity for employees and companies that are focusing on employee experience. Um, basically if you're a small business and you take like all of the metrics that matter to you, right. Put them on a bingo card. Right. Um, and then start crossing out the ones that employee experience is impacting and improving. Um, you'll basically get bingo every time. Right. And so, uh, it can be a hard shift, especially for those time crunch, like CEOs or founders, but it's so important. Yeah. I think that that's fascinating. Those, those uh, statistics are really interesting and we'll be happy to share some of those out in the show notes. If anyone's interested in diving into those in more detail, but I think that, uh, you know, thinking about also some of the things that have impacted small businesses today, right now, one of the big things that is in the news constantly is the reverberations from COVID, especially for local businesses. You think of like local restaurants. Um, one of the big, the big things people have talked about is the great resignation, right? Where so many people are leaving their former employers. Why are they leaving their former employers? Well, it really comes back to exactly what we've just been talking about of employee experience, right? There could be other factors, of course, as well that contribute to that. But when you can create a company that people want to work for, rather than it's a job that they just have to show up for to get paid, um, and that can exist at all levels. I mean, there are, I have examples of people I know who worked at a pizza shop for eight years because yeah. they just loved the environment there, right? They loved the people they worked with. They loved the culture they were taking care of and their experience was really, really good, right? So when you think about also through this lens of like the great resignation, that's only accelerated the importance of yeah. employee experience in, in my mind. Oh, 100%. It's, I mean, like the whole, the eight, I'd say the past 18 months as a whole has been like this stress test on different companies. And there's been some companies that have really folded to the stress and really contracted and thought more about themselves. Like, how do we keep the business alive? Which, you know, they have to do in some cases, like you have to do. But um, there's been other businesses who have found ways creatively to show employees, we actually really care about you. This is really hard for us too we're thinking about you right now and we're going to make the environment safe. So you don't worry about COVID. Uh, you know, there's also been a lot of just political unrest in the past 18 months and a lot of uh, racial issues and diversity issues that have come to the forefront. It's just got people not feeling really safe uh, and feeling really not optimistic about the future. Um, but those companies that, that turned outwards and said, you know, the executives will take a pay cut instead of laying people off. Right. Like that sends this message, uh, of like, we care about you. We want this to be a good experience for you. And so, yeah, so the past 18 months, man, it's made it even more important. Um, and yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, you know, if you're a business out there 
especially, you know, small local business who's struggling to hire people or retain talent right now. I, I mean, I would encourage you to think about how is your employee experience? If you were to rate your employee experience across the board, um, what score would you give your own employee experience? Because there's probably, there's always opportunities for every company to improve some aspect. But by focusing on that lens and looking at which part of the employee journey needs to be improved, by focusing on those things, it's going to eventually be easier to attract and retain the best talent available. So I think that it's been a wake-up call for so many companies, just what we've seen with this great resignation and the impacts of COVID and everything else happening in the world recently to think about employee experience and focus on that. So, yeah. So this is really great context. I want to get back to like what we were talking about at the beginning. So you have been working on this HR encyclopedia and now uh, uh, really focusing on a new community that's going to be launched really soon. In fact, the day that this airs is the launch date of that new community. So I want to talk about that community in more detail, but one of the things I, I think is really interesting is we've talked about this HR encyclopedia you've worked on and also this new community is the mission for you as you've really thought about it is democratizing HR. And so what does that, what does that mean to you and why is it important for small businesses? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people about, you know, what, what is the democratization of HR and what that looks like? And I think uh, there's always a lot of questions. So it's a good it's a, it's a good one that I've thought a lot about. I, I think the easiest way to start out explaining it is to think about the way things are in HR right now, or um, it kind of contrasted against, right? Like it's opposite. So uh, HR is very centralized right now. So there's a lot, and, and this happens to a lot of industries. This is not just in HR. There's a lot of industries where people go to one place to get their information, to get their best practices, um, and to get advice, you know, whatnot. So it's very centralized. It's typically an organization of some sort. Um, and they have to pay money usually to get access to that. Um, and you can see that in HR, there's plenty of professional organizations who function that way. And, and it, it, you know, like I said, centralization of industries happens in uh, the league. Like uh, if you're buying a house, same thing, mm-hmm. or a realtor, right? Or, uh, Anyways, there's a, there's a bunch of examples of, of where this is a thing. Um, but then there's this thing that happens and it's been a trend, I would say in the past, uh, few decades, probably where we're trying to democratize industries. So basically it's people who are turning to this one central source, kind of looking at each other and being like, wait a second, you know, about HR, I know about HR, like we work at different companies and different industries and we specialize in different things. Let's swap our knowledge. Um, so it's giving all of these people a voice, uh, and sort of turning towards each other instead of turning towards one central source. And the benefits of that are, uh, it's free. Um, and, um, actually the information you get can be more valuable in some cases, cause you're talking to people who are doing exactly what you're doing or up against the same problems and they found something that's worked. Um, so that's kind of, uh, yeah. that's kind of how I would describe it. Yeah, that's interesting to really think about. I like I like how you describe that too. It kind of makes me think back to, you know, when I was in school, right? When I was in school, they were, you know, my professors, the classes they were taking, they were really like the source of truth, right? Um, 
but a lot of what they were sharing was theory too. Um, like less so on the tactical day-to-day best practices on how to do it by someone who's actually doing it. Right. It was more professors who had learned the theory. And I think we're seeing this similar thing, especially in the world of HR, you know, when we're talking about source of truth, one of the, one of the few departments across every company that has certifications for what they do is, is HR, right? You look on LinkedIn, anyone who works, you know, in HR has deep experience. They probably have some letters after their name for some sort of HR certification that they have. And they're going to some organization as the source of truth to kind of get that certification. But like you mentioned, it's time consuming, it's expensive. Sure. It's great knowledge, but especially when we've looked through the lens of small businesses, right. Where you might have that solo HR, person. You might have limited budgets. What if they can't afford that certification? What if they don't have the time to be able to do that, to go deep enough to get all of the right certifications because they're the jack of all trades when it comes to HR. So really, I love this idea of let's democratize the best HR practices and knowledge by those who are actually doing it every day help them, let's share that knowledge with each other in a way that we can build up everyone, especially these small business, these small businesses to help them improve their HR and employee experience, people functions, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's exactly right. Not like probably 99% of these small businesses are not going to be able to afford these resources. And so what do they do instead? The, the only alternative is Google, right? So let's go to Google. Let's Google our questions. And you'll land on either a page that was written by one of these professional organizations, but it's paywalled, right? So you're like reminded, oh shoot, like I wish that, I wish, and it's sad too, because it's like um, in the middle of COVID and you want to know what should my COVID workplace policy look like? And you Google that because you have nowhere else to turn and you're really scared and worried about your employees. And you hit a paywall from a professional organization that, uh, it's just sad, right? And so, um, you know, maybe you're hitting a paywall, maybe you're hitting a, a blog that was written by, it doesn't have an author on it. And so you like pick some things up, you're like, gosh, I really trust this. Maybe you land on a blog that was written by someone who is clearly a marketer, right? Or like a, just a writer and has no HR professional experience. So um, anyways, it's just, you can get to what you want to get eventually mate. But for someone who's so time crunched, it can be really stressful and you just don't know where else to turn. Um, so that's that's definitely where the encyclopedia comes in. And that's why we're trying to, you know, have that written by professionals and write and, and make it worth reading. So you have definitely piqued my interest and hopefully the interest of many of our listeners. So tell us about this new HR Mavericks community that you're building to really help democratize HR for small businesses, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So HR Mavericks is kind of the umbrella uh, community uh, of people who are working together to democratize HR. So what that involves is uh, a series of projects we're working on together um, that uh, are sharing, like giving you opportunities to share the best practices, you know, about HR in the fields, especially where you're specialized in. Um, so that includes the encyclopedia. So that's the biggest project we've been working on right now. Uh, that includes this podcast. So we'll continue to have members of the community on the podcast, like, you know, giving accessible, like real 
converse, having real conversations like this about HR and sharing their knowledge. Um, that also includes, uh, we have a weekly blog that goes out. So every week uh, we see what's trending in the world that touches HR. And within 24 hours, we write an article about it that includes some best practices. And we have a lot of opportunities for HR professionals to be quoted in those and kind of add their experiences. And we're actually launching something that's completely new. Um, it's called HR Answers. Um, so what I've realized is that like a lot of people want to get involved, don't always have the time to write an encyclopedia article or to be on one of these interviews or something else. And so they can help us democratize HR by answering questions about HR on this HR Answers Forum. Um, so basically, there's a ton of questions there that we found that are the most common, commonly asked in the world of HR. And if you join the community, you get a login and you can go in and answer those so people can can see your answers and uh, have the information they need. And anyone on the flip side, anyone who has a question for an HR professional can go on there and ask it and uh, get get the answers they need. So, so yeah, so HR Mavericks, big community, bunch of different projects. And I will say that's just the beginning, right? Like yeah. the more people that we can get involved in this and the more like we can organize it together, the more we can do, we can produce original research around HR, um, we can release more video content around HR. Uh, wouldn't it be fun to have the TikTok channel on HR? You know what I'm saying? It's just the, the possibilities are endless. And we're just trying to reach people every through every channel where they are and answer yeah. every HR question for them. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I love it. And, I, and it's such a such an awesome mission. I think so needed right now, especially in the world of small business HR and with this, the changes we've seen where there's needs to be a more of an importance on employee experience. So I, I love the mission. Um, I'd say one of the best things about all of it is like you mentioned, it's free. It's ungated. It's 100%. anyone can access it and consume it. And that's going to persist forever because that's part of the mission of democratizing this knowledge and sharing it with anyone who wants to consume it and having anyone who wants to contribute, help us create more of it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Ed, Eddie is 100% behind sponsoring this community, keeping it free, uh, keeping all the knowledge free for everyone. And uh, yeah, just, Honest, and honestly, it's like, it's creating great opportunities for HR professionals to, to, to deepen their craft by writing about what they know. Um, and, you know, we want to provide professional development opportunities for them. Um, but anyways, there's, there's a lot more we want, yeah. to do, right? We don't want to, I don't want to blow up the vision too much, but, but um, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And so well, you kind of hit on this just, just briefly, but you've been able to work shoulder to shoulder with so many of these small business HR practitioners, people who are in the trenches doing it every day. And so what's been their reception of this idea of first the encyclopedia and now this evolution into this community with the HR answers and everything else? Tell us more about the conversations you've had with them and how they feel about it. Yeah. I mean, it just, every conversation I have with somebody, it just like, it just feels right to them. Right. Because it is, they, they realize that uh, HR is about empathy and about helping, helping out other humans experience life better. Right. And so when, when we talk to them about, Hey, like let's, let's work together on this. It's kind of a no brainer. And, and, and like I said, there's also a professional development angle to this where some of the best times I've had is when, we're able to publish an HR professional for the first time. Maybe they've been in HR for a decade and they never had an opportunity like this before. And finally they're sharing their wealth of knowledge with the world 
And uh, we get to be a part of that and help them do that. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I've been sharing the mission of this community with, with people for a while now. And it's, it's been, uh, it's been really cool to see, like, I think we're going to do, uh, do some really cool work together. I love it. Well, um, for any listeners out there who we've hopefully piqued their interest and they're interested in getting involved in some way with this community and the mission of, uh, democratizing HR, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So, uh, head to eddie.com slash HR Mavericks. Uh, I'm sure we can include the link somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the main page where you can get a little bit more information and sign up. Um, and, uh, yeah, just check that page out. Honestly, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and, and if there are other opportunities, like you have ideas, things you want to work on specifically, you don't want to just go through the generic form, like just reach out, like I'm available. Um, but yeah, I would say start start with that webpage and get to know the community and, and sign up. I love it. Well, Stephen, thank you again so much for taking the time to join the podcast today and just share a little bit more about the awesome stuff that you're working on. I will say, um, take Stephen up on that offer to connect with him on LinkedIn because he is very knowledgeable and just an awesome human being and person to work with. I've been super blessed and honored to have him work closely with him on my team. You know, the last six months he's been at Eddie. And so I know the sky's the limit in terms of what he's able to accomplish. And there's going to be a lot of great stuff coming out of this community. So take him up on that offer. Last question I have for you, Stephen, that we like to ask all of our guests that are on the show, not related to the topic. Yeah. It it ties back into our mission at Eddie, which is really to help local businesses build healthy, enduring companies. And so in your own personal opinion, what is the key to building a healthy, enduring company today? I think, um, I think it starts with a leader who really has a vision for some change they want to see in the world to improve it. Finding the people who are passionate about that as well. And just then loving those people to death, right? Like that, that conversation we just had about employee experience, like you're not going to be able to do it all on your own. Like if you're trying to build a company, um, man, there's this quote. Uh, it's, it's, if, if you want to, run fast, go it alone. If you want to go far, go together. Right. Mm -hmm. So just like as a founder or a small business owner, just like realize that you need other people, honestly, maybe more than they need you. Right. And just, and just find those people, love them to death and uh, change the world together. So. Love it. That's such an awesome answer. I mean, the, the enduring piece, if you want to build an enduring company, it means you got to go far and you have to go together with people. So I think that's, that's brilliant. So Steven, thanks again so much. Hope you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks Garrett. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.